What's up and welcome back to another Keeping It Real podcast. This week we are looking at the Oscar nominees ahead of next week's ceremony and predicting who will win and who we think should win the big awards. As always, I'm your host James, joined by Jack, Calvin and Reese. We spent all week catching up on these movies and don't want to push our time, so let's just get into it. Uh, best cinematography, going to start off with. So we've got nice. Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Nomadland, The Trial of the Chicago 7 and News of the World. So um, Calvin, we'll start with you. Do your should win uh, yeah. and your will win. Yeah, I think it's quite a weak category this year, but I think I think what will win will be Nomadland because it gives such a does such a good job of sort of in, you know capturing the beauty of like the American sort of countryside, I guess. Yeah. But I suppose when you that sort of, when you're working with that sort of countryside, I'm not it's not easy, but it's easier to make the film really beautiful when you were constantly filming at just giving to early you. morning yeah. and evening, the sunset mm. and sunrise. Yeah. So I think I think that's where it sort of wins. Uh, so I think that will win. And I also think that should win out of the nominees that we've got this year, which, to be honest, I don't think have been that great for this category. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Nomadland, I think, will win. And I'm happy if it does take it. Um, like when watching it, it just it is so natural, and I liked uh, Chloe Zhao's approach to it. It looks borderline documentary. Yeah, and I I thought that worked really well. So I'm yeah I'm happy if that takes it. Uh, the other one I'd say was uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, as well. Just a little shout out because I thought that film did look really good, but I agree with you. There's no like standout this year, Reese. Um. Yeah, I think I agree with that. From what I've seen of Nomadland, it does look really good. It does look, you know, like they've done a really good job of that. But again, yeah, I think Judas and the Black Messiah is a shouter as well because our film looked great. There like was the, there were some frames in that movie where I was like, that could be a yeah, that could be some wall art. It, yeah, it, it was like the, great. Fan, the fantasy of Lakeith Stanfield running into the building that was all broken. That was this shot I was thinking that, of. That was, yeah. the, that was the best shot in the entire film, yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Jack? Uh, yeah, Nomadland <clears throat> again, for like literally the same reasons as, as Cal. I think if you're doing a film in that setting, it's almost like cheating cinematography. <laughs> because, yeah, every you any direction you look, it's all... It's just an insane landscape to film i just don't think it's fair in comparison to the yeah. others it's just taking advantage of it really yeah, yeah. hats yeah. off to the locations department really yeah <laughs> yeah give it to them you could you could you could say the same thing about news of the world i guess because of the setting of that but i just think nomadland i'd say is... nomadland took better advantage of it oh yeah definitely definitely I think, yeah i think out the two probably i would say are the, the strongest but i think nomadland will and should Win that. Nice, we're all in agreement. Don't think it's going to be too difficult. Good start. Uh, right, so next we'll move on to best visual effects. So we've got Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet. Uh, Jack, we'll start with you. I I mean, for a, for a film where they had to literally learn how to run backwards, uh, like, convincingly, <laughs> Tenet, for me. I... Mulan, maybe Mulan. I don't know. That just seems like the kind of thing that they just throw at Disney to just. <clears throat> I mean, Mulan looked nice. I, they they look really good. I have no problem. Like 
that movie wasn't great, but it, it looked really nice. Yeah. Has anyone else seen uh, Love and Monsters yet? Not yet. No. Really good, really good movie, but the visual effects in it were actually quite impressive. I can't imagine the budget on it was very high, but is the, it all CGI based? I think it was. I think it was a, uh, a blend. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I think that's where Tenet probably wins. Yeah, I was going to say Tenet as well. It's like experimental use of, um, you know, f- uh, physical effects. Mm. Yeah, I'd be I'd be happy with Tenet. I haven't I've seen like a quarter of Midnight Sky, and I've not seen the one and only Ivan. No, I think um, it's a Netflix film. Uh, Disney oh, Plus. Yeah, it's a Disney, Disney film yeah. again. That's what makes me think. Like I was saying earlier, I I would like Tenet to win. Yeah. But I just whenever I see a Disney film in there, I'm like they're gonna give it to that. No, so they I hardly ever do actually. To, to be I'm... fair, they've only ever given the one in recent memory I remember is the uh, John Favreau's Jungle Book live action, and that did deserve yeah the Oscar. But normally they go for I something a bit Tenet, more like Tenet, experimental. Yeah. Like I think Tenet wins this hands down and should win yeah. it hands down. Well, yeah, yeah, I want I think, to yeah. win. Like I'm in agreement on that. Like I yeah. think I should. All in agreement. Yeah. With two it's for a, two. It's a consolation prize for not saving cinema. I was going to say, g- give him some. He tried. He tried to yeah, save or, our industry. Or not or not giving him best director or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We'll give him We'll give him Tenet VFX since uh, the thing to save cinema was Big Monkey versus Big Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so next we've got best original score. We've got The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World and Soul. Reese, we'll start with you. Um, I'd like to see Minari win because I thought the scoring out was so good. Stand out, yeah. Like, just every time there was a bit of like, I think the music just fits so well with whatever was happening in the scene. Um, and yeah, I, I think that should win and will win. I like Minari's the only score that I've gone back to listen to after watching the movie out of these five. Um, Oh, it's so peaceful. I can really just chill out to some Minari. Um, I think that should <laughs> I think that should win, but I I don't know. I can see this going to Soul. Yeah. Uh, I imagine Trent Reznor and score Atticus is Ross. Pretty good. Like I've not seen it, but I imagine it's pretty good. The score is really good. I mean, those two can't really do any wrong. They're great. And no. they they're really good score for Mank as well. Um yeah, so I think Sol will take it, but I'd I'd love this for to go to Minari, Calvin. Uh, yeah, I think it's actually quite a strong uh, category this year. Obviously, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are cheating a bit by being nominated twice. <laughs> but um, <laughs> will that? I do think the votes, I though? do think Sol is gonna. W- yeah, I do think Sol is gonna win. I'd loved Minari's score. I think it's amazing and it's probably my favorite one. But then also the Five Bloods had the really amazing score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sort of suited the environment, you know, the, where the characters were and what they were doing. Like this mm. sort of like, sort of like rooted in realism, but also otherworldly at the same time. I think that I think, did a really yeah, good job there. Score for I think the Five Bloods was quite. It was uh, yeah. not overpowering, but um, noticeable. In that in that way, like Minari's was, yeah, you know it it fit. I think and I was, in in ooh. yeah, I think Mank as well. They did a really good job at sort of um, capturing you know old time Hollywood with mm. their score in that. But uh, yeah, 
Minari, I would like to win, but Soul, I think, has taken this one. Nice, Jack. Yeah, I, I think this is. I think there's a few films that were nominated that I felt like should be. Like I thought the score in um, The Father was mm, immense. Yeah. I thought Nomadland um, score was really that, good that as well. Was... Mm, yeah, I don't know why they can't nominate more people. <laughs> He'll never I end. I, who I think was it Luke? Luke I think Calv knows this. Was it Ludovico? I now do did the father. Yeah. He did something else yeah. as well. There were two films. I can't remember what the other one was. There's um, two of the best picture noms. I think. I can't remember. What I can't else remember. He might have done. Yeah, but he might have done. He might have done two scores this year. Yeah, but he's so, a, he's an amazing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm. I can't. I really can't remember what the other one was. That's gonna. That's gonna drive me insane. But um, both of those I thought were immense. But out of the ones that we got nominated, I think. I again, I think Soul will win, and like it's not an unworthy winner. But for me, Minari, I just thought was unreal. Mm. Like it is. It is just like I, I don't know. Those kinds of that kind of music really just. I don't know. I. Just speaks to me in a big way. Like <laughs> yeah, the, I, the two I, very I, I different do... scores as well. Because yeah. Soul yeah. does so much. Like it goes from like jazz, hard jazz, to like the more ethereal sounding stuff. Yeah, so there's really I two different just to, scores yeah, in Soul. Just for a, for technical achievement, I think Soul wins it. But for mm. tone, I think Minari did it yeah. a bit better. Yeah, nice. I feel like the next time I receive. Bad news. I want the Minari soundtrack in the background. <laughs> All happy news. Works on both levels. Yeah, it does. It works on Tell both levels. I just want to, um, <laughs> I wanted to elevate or reduce the mood. Of the, yeah. Yeah. Crush anything. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to either really uplift me or absolutely destroy push me you. to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no coming back. Right. Next, we've got best original screenplay. Uh, so we've got Judas and the Black Messiah. Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I'll start on this one. I think this is Promising Young Woman's all day. I think it will win, and I think it should win. I think that movie, just it looks like a best original screenplay winner. You know what I mean? Just the idea of it and the execution and the way it plays with, plays with tone. I think that is... A, that's it's a war to lose. I think um, promising your woman, yeah, wins it all day. Uh, mm. I I wouldn't be surprised if the academy went for Aaron Sorkin though. You know, he loves his tight scripts, uh, but I think promising young woman is the best original script here. Even though I do think Minari and Sound of Metal are really great, but I think promising young woman does more with the format. Yeah, I think not just in just a fresh way. If it was based purely on dialogue, then I I try the Chicago Seven. But I think just because of the the idea, the premise of promising young woman, young woman as well, I think that gives it the edge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think I really enjoy promising young woman. Um. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. I think Promising Young Woman will. I reckon it, well, yeah, it's, again, I think it will and should win. Um, I think, the, like, for me, Sound of Metal and Minari are going to sweep away so many others. 
and I'm not sure the promising young woman is going to get best direct best picture, but I think it definitely deserves something. So I think yeah, I'm going to back that for best screenplay, original screenplay. Nice, Reese. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go and see Promising Young Woman as well, just because I'm just a really good film in it. <laughs> I think you guys have, I think you guys have covered all the like, uh-huh. you know, the main parts. Nothing I can really add to it other than it was just a really solid film with a really like interesting plot point and just everything about it was yeah. great. I think people like the signposting as well. The, the you know the act structure, like you've got one, yeah. two, three. For people, you know, that is really, if you do that well, it's such a solid foundation to go off and your script will just work because you're like, right, this is one, this is two, this is three, and then four will be the climax. But it did it in a fresh and interesting way. So I do think that's why it deserves it. Right. So moving on, best adapted screenplay. We have Borat 2, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami and The White Tiger. Reese, we'll start with you for these. Um, I don't see the father in it. I really like the father. I was saying <clears throat> before that when I from the trailer, I was convinced there was going to be some like really sinister plot behind it. You know, oh, okay. But the fact that he was just, you know, that it was just such an honest film about you know dementia, mm. it really got to me. So I would like to see that win. Yeah, I think. What do you think will win? Um, I mean, Nomadland is there. You know, it's very <laughs> popular with people. But you know, it's so the world is so crazy at the moment. The Borat could take it. I'd you be know, all right with that. Borat, they'd just be like, "Yeah, let's give it to Borat." Why not? <laughs> yeah. I think first one did the first Borat win an Oscar. I think it got nominated for screenplay. Uh, I don't think it won though. I only saw the first I... one like last year, so. Have you seen number two? No, I haven't. No. It is great. But, um, yeah, I think The Father should win. Just because, um, yeah, like Reese, I thought, I was like, oh, they're not going to go with, like, a, a horrible plot going on behind the scenes to make this man seem crazy. Like, um, oh, anyone see that movie Collateral Beauty with Will Smith? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was going to end it's up awful. like that, where they're trying to make yeah. this man go insane. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Yeah, but it, but it's, an even, it, it's an even darker turn, because this time it would be elder abuse. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, please don't do that. And it does turn out that it's just, you know, it's dealing with dementia. And um, I thought they did that yeah, really, so well. Yeah. And, um, it, like, you felt, like Anthony Hopkins, you felt disoriented in the movie. Yeah. You really weren't oh, yeah, sure really what is going on. I, f- I yeah. felt, like, so frustrated watching it. Yeah, yeah. But in, like, a good way. Because, I guess there's no real way for it to... They're never going to simulate 100% what it's like to have dementia, but they did a bloody good job of it. Yeah. I thought it was... And like he gives, yeah... I mean, we'll talk about it later down the line, but yeah, his performance is incredible. Yeah, again, purely like Promising Young Woman, like purely from a um, an idea for a script. Um, obviously, it's adapted, but um, just the basic premise of it, I think, is really interesting, and they pulled it off really well. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if this went to Nomadland. Yeah, which it's a it's a fine movie, <laughs> but it yeah, it's fine. It seems to be the favorite yeah. for some reason. But um, yeah, you Calvin. sound like you sound like one of those like 
old people back in the day who went to like when they called it the pictures they came out and like that was a fine picture that was a fine a majestic feature Calvin uh yeah same as you guys really I would love to see the father win I think they did an amazing job at adapting this obviously from uh, the uh, is it play isn't it stage is it usually play, yeah yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, so, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the one setting. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Uh, I think they did an amazing job. If something is going to be set in one setting, you know, the likes of Twelve Angry Men and so on, it needs to have such a strong script. And they and the thing with this did so well, but it isn't actually one setting, but it is at the same time. Yeah, like we're constantly moving through settings, but it feels like one setting because we're you know we're experiencing it through his eyes. Mm. Uh, I just think they did an amazing job with that to sort of pull off, yeah, like a one setting, but actually not one setting place. Mm. Everywhere, everywhere felt the same, even though the decor and everything with it was different. But yeah, yeah to do that, to pull that off, you need such a strong, strong script. But at the same time, Nomadland is in this category, and I can, I think that will win, just purely because. It's been raved about for the past year. It seems like a favourite amongst, uh, you know, the Academy already. Yeah. So I will not be surprised if that wins, but I'd love to see the father win it. Jack? Um, yeah, I think the father will and should win, but then I also would quite like to see One Night in Miami win. Yeah, that um, was uh, my second I feel pick. like... I feel like that's such a str- for that to be Regina King's first film, and to adapt that, I think and that's from a play as well, to adapt it so well, I think it's just a, a real feat, uh, coming from acting, and I just think, it should be, uh, praised. Yeah, and, and again, is, largely it, set in one, one location. Yeah, it's just it's just in that one room, and then just on the outside of it, isn't it? Yeah. Um. And like films like that, I'm always kind of a bit like, is it going to do it well? Because like, if it's done poorly, then that's going to be so boring. But it's literally just four men talking, and it was, it, it I think it's like well, like just over ninety minutes or something. And I thought it was great. Mm. Um, so if that, I think the father will win, and I would like it to win. But I would also kind of like uh, one night in Miami to win. I think that'd be nice. I won't be surprised because it. That is the only nomination it's got, isn't it? Oh, and supporting actor. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, I'd like to see it. I'd I'd be fine with it winning screenplay. That'd be nice. Uh. So next we got best animated. Uh. So we got Onward, Soul, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon, Wolfwalkers, and Over the Moon. I think this just, is the easiest category to call. Yeah, it's just Soul. Soul. It's just nipping the bird. <laughs> yeah. Soul yeah. is, is I mean, winning it. <laughs> I've only seen Onward and Soul. I haven't seen the other three, but yeah. I mean, it's Pixar. Soul's, yeah. Soul's taking it. And it's yeah. very good. It deserves, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Is Congratulations, uh, Soul. <laughs> well done. Well done, Soul. Take it From now. us. From us here at Keeping It Real. <laughs> well done. Well done to Soul. Yeah, I've not even seen it, and I'm like, yeah, Soul's going to win. <laughs> it is just... very good. Well, because Soul and Onward, like Onward, the, the Soul's in a completely different league to Onward. Like Onward, yeah, is, I, I watched it, I enjoyed it, and I was like, that was fine. Like that I, was a fine. Yeah, it was film. so middling all the way through. I thought the end was great. They really, they brought it home. But yeah, um, yeah, throughout like three quarters of it, I was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, one of the weaker also, Pixar movies. 
is I feel like Sean the Sh- how, how many Sean the Sheep films are there? Two. I think there's only two. Yeah. Dude, I feel like has, has it been nominated before or was the first one nominated? First one no, was this nominated. is a it. Yeah, this is this that came out ages ago though, Famageddon. Yeah. Was yeah, it not I just like early? Early. It was early. Year. Yeah, it was early last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I always. I feel. I honestly feel like it's been nominated for years. Like, <laughs> Every I, I year. I don't know why. Sure, the and also, I was, I was looking at the list. I was looking at the list of them, and I saw best animated feature. Sean Sheep. I was like, fuck again. Like also, I don't know why because it's, it's a because it's a British British film. It might have come out way before America. Yeah, that, yeah. If you think yeah, about yeah. that, so it might have came out in America at the start of the year. Start of 2020. It's just mad. To but me, I yeah. think I think it came out 2019 in the UK. I remember. It's just it. mad I remember to me that Sean the Sheep yeah. would be nominated for an Oscar. Like when I was it's stop younger, motion, isn't it? And so, when I was younger, yeah. watching Sean the Sheep, I never started thinking one day it's going to be in a big leagues one day. Yeah, but you m- uh, maybe you didn't understand the stop motion when you were five. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you didn't understand the grueling task that it is to make a bloody Shaun the Sheep film, mate. Why? <laughs> what do you mean? I was watching. When I was like thirteen. I <laughs> <laughs> I just signed the room with thirteen. Be like, I can knock this out in a week. <laughs> it's not that good. He's just a sheep. It's a sheep man. <laughs> Lords of outside. <laughs> Why can't you get a real one? <laughs> Right, so now we'll move on to supporting actress. Uh, it's got Maria Bakalova from Borat 2, Glenn Close from Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman from The Father, Amanda Seyfried from Mank, and Yunya Jung from Minari. Um, I, pr- I think Yunya Jung, Jung, sorry, will win it. Um, she brought so much warmth and humour to that role. Um, it's really a good performance, but I would love Maria Bakalova to take it for Borat 2. Um, not only is it such a funny performance, um, obviously because of what Borat is, it's it's very brave and it's a, such a different type of acting. Um, and she really brings so much heart to that movie. When I love the first Borat, but I thought Borat 2, it it had something else to it because of her. And I, I I think she's got a good chance of winning as well. So Reese. Um I don't know. I'm torn between two really. So yeah, Yu Jung Yoon, she was brilliant in Minari. Mm. But like it's Olivia Coleman as well. I just I think it's just because I just love Olivia Coleman. She is great. So anything she part. does, I'm like, brilliant. So I don't know. It's between, I'm going to say, I'm going to say I would like Olivia Coleman to win it, but I think uh, Yu Jung Yoon's going to win it. Nice, Jack. Um, I th- I will be apt, I will riot if <laughs> Yu Jung Yoon doesn't win this. <laughs> I will be absolutely livid. I. Me and Carl watched that together, and as soon as it was over, I was like, is she bloody nominated? Because she should be. <laughs> she she brings such an energy to the film. Uh, she's she's a scene stealer. Every time she was on screen, I was just captivated. She's so good. And, you know, like for most of the film, she's just like a an uplifting presence. Then obviously in, later on, she has the stroke. And she's a much more like vulnerable character, and she delivers those two ends of the spectrum, just like 
I thought expertly. She was incredible. Best part of the film for me. If she doesn't win, I'll quit the pod. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Galvin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah, Dragoon. She just. I thought you were going to say you'll show. quit the pod as well. She completely, <laughs> she completely stole the show in Minari. The film was great without her, but then as soon as she arrived, it was like the catalyst for yeah. everyone else around her to sort of like, to really push the plot forward within the film. And I think she, you know, that was part and parcel because of the way she acted. Mm. I just thought, yeah, she same as Jack. She brought an amazing energy to the film. Uh, she could play with jokes. She was able to delve into both that and, you know, like tragedy. So, yeah, definitely. I think I want her to win and I think she will win it. Nice. Um, I think we're all going to be on the same page with Best Supporting Actor as well. Um, so we got Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya from Judas and the Black Messiah, Lakeith Stanfield from Judas and the Black Messiah, Paul Racy from Sound of Metal and Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami. This is Daniel Kaluuya's award all day. Uh, such a complete transformation. Do you do you agree? Yeah, I uh, will quit the pod if Daniel Kaluuya doesn't win. <laughs> I will be absolutely fuming. Yeah, if I really like takes this. I'd really like Paul Racy to win. To be honest, I loved his he performance. Is, he was yeah, such a very good. from. So I've only seen him in a couple of things, but I know like in his life, he has also taken being taken down you know bad path or something like that mm. uh but i think he gave like his character in this was so he, like the way obviously paul racy looks is very gruff and menacing but then his character and this was just so gentle and forthcoming and so empathetic say, it's, yeah. yeah it was such a yeah so empathetic such an honest uh portrayal of that character so i would love to see him win i think if daniel kaluuya wasn't nominated nominated this year i think it would go to paul racy it, so, yeah it's such yeah, a I different want... end of Daniel Kaluuya, yeah. so it's such a big performance. Yeah, it benefits so from, the screen, it, but... from the screen time Daniel Kaluuya gets. As well. yeah, um, yeah, Paul Racy is... Paul um, Racy. But yeah, because argu- arguably Daniel Kaluuya could be up for lead. Yeah. So there is that whole thing. I think um, this is a really solid group, though. This yeah. Yeah, is very good, yeah. I've seen all, but, apart from Leslie Odom Jr., I've seen them all. I've seen Leslie Odom Jr. in other things, so I'm yeah. sure he is great in One Night in Miami. But like, Sasha Barrett Cohen in the Chicago 7... I always like, right, kind of yeah. forget that he's like actually a good actor. <laughs> so I just associate him with like, you know, Borat and you know, yeah. Silly that's stuff, yeah. That's the silly stuff. That's, that's, so that's like, yeah, but that's him, like, that's like method that's, acting. What he does. Yeah. 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 That's just like, harder oh, than yeah. it's him being silly, whatever. But like, yeah. you watch something like this and you're like, oh, no, he, he actually really knows what he's doing. He really knows his craft. Yeah. So yeah, seeing him in stuff like this, and it just makes me even more gutted that he didn't play Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that he would have killed that <laughs> completely. Uh, Jack. Um, to be honest, I hadn't considered that Paul uh, Racy could win. I think, like Calv, it would be. I think it would be really nice if he did win. I think this is Daniel Kaluuya's, um, but there's not. If if Daniel Kaluuya doesn't win, one hundred and ten percent, Van Manning is winning an Oscar in his lifetime. Same with Lakeith Stanfield. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think this will be Lakeith's year just because Daniel Kaluuya is so 
they're both they're both amazing but i think daniel's just like, kind of like pipped into the post with this one mm. but 100 percent, both those men regardless of whether they win this year or another year both those men are going to have best oscars at some point in their lives for sure yeah i, th- I think he's going to have a few by the end of his career yeah and Les- leslie odin jr like yeah he he gave a really good performance but i just think so it's, it's like overshadowed by the majority of this like roster of actors, basically. I'll be stunned if Daniel Kaluuya doesn't win this. Yeah, I will. They be, are all good, but I think he is just. He was just so good. Like I remember on I, another level. Film. I've never been so. Like it riled me up. Like when he's doing those speeches, I was just like, "Let's go." Yeah. You know? I think. And you I know, guess like. He's obviously emulating a real person, like mm. Chairman Fred Hampton, who obviously was this incredibly like magnetic person, which is why he, they had like such a following. And like, I, I, I don't know. I just think that sometimes trying to emulate that is going to be so hard that it's going to come off. It's going to look forced and like you're going too, you're doing too much. Mm. But I think he absolutely, I think he nailed it. So I think he deserves it. Yeah, think, it never yeah, did. It never felt it. like an an impression. It no, it, no, it really he just didn't, transformed. No. Um, so next we've got best actress. Yeah, I forgot if we'd done supporting actress. Of course we have. Uh, so we've got Viola Davis from Marini's Black Bottom, Andra Day from The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby from Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand for Nomadland, and Carey Mulligan for A Promising Young Woman. Uh, Calvin, we'll start with you for this one. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty obvious. I think Francis McDormand is going to take this. And I don't know if I want... That's what I want. Uh, mm. I think all the other performances are great, but hers is a great performance because it, it, it's, it's her most subtle performance I've seen her in. Like, all her mannerisms yeah. are so... You know, you've really... Her character is so nuanced. You've really got a luck for them. But and I do feel like when you watch Nomadland, she feels like a fully fledged person. So yeah. I'll give her that. Uh, but so I think she's going to win. But then I also think Carrie Mulligan. I would like to see her win. And also, Frances McDormand's already got two Oscars. <laughs> so yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. <laughs> but I think she, I think Frances McDormand's going to take it. But yeah, Kerry Mulligan, uh, Vanessa Kirby is also another good shout. She's she's amazing in Pieces of a Woman. Uh, Viola Davis is great, but I don't think she's I don't think she's taken this one. <clears throat> yeah, so I think Frances McDormand is going to take it, and then I'm sort of on the same page with Vanessa Kirby and Kerry Mulligan. I would You'd like to see either, either of those either yeah. of those win, but I think Frances McDormand is going to take this. Yeah, I. Viola Davis won the Screen Actors Guild Award. So I actually think she might be the favourite to get this. Yeah, possibly. Um, she is great, but I mean, like you, I'd much rather see Kerry Mulligan or Vanessa Kirby take it. Um, Pieces of a Woman is a is a good movie, but she elevates it. Yeah, so well, much. Such a, yeah. <laughs> it's such a such a raw performance. Like it, within those first 15 minutes such an, an impressive scene for her to maintain maintain that throughout that it, you know it's one take yeah um one shot even so um yeah i'd be happy if she took it and then kerry mulligan um 
this is like one of her standout performances for me. Um, and I, I love that movie and she, you know, she's such a big part of that. So I'd be happy with either of those two. Reese. Um, yeah, I'm going to go off what I've seen because I haven't actually seen like all of these movies. I did think Frances McDormand was going to win it, but I've never seen a Frances McDormand film and I don't think I ever want to. Because what, that's what? Such a from all the trailers I've seen, of we don't all agree with this, by the way. Yeah, well, see, no. <laughs> you lot are probably going to completely disagree with me, but I, like, from all the trailers I thought it was I've going. seen of her films, they she, seem like she, my worst nightmare. She's one of her like the best. I would say she's probably one of the best sort of American actresses of her well, generation. I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's her. I don't think it's her that's a problem. I think she's she's obviously a great actor. She's got Oscars. I think it's the film she's in that puts me off. But you don't like the Coen, like Coen Brothers films. I just, like I said about, like I just don't think they're my kind of films. Fargo, so I, yeah, Fargo yeah, surely something you treat yourself. I've man. not seen Fargo, so I'll give that a watch and then I'll get back. I know, to I know, the listeners can't. Well. Yeah, I know the listeners can't see us, but me, James, and Calvin are literally all looking <laughs> at the camera like, "What the fuck are you on?" About? Listen, one of us has got to be controversial out there. That's how podcasts go. <laughs> <laughs> That is what an absolutely outrageously sweeping statement to me. Came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just listen, I'm speaking my truth, guys. Okay. You do you. <laughs> you do you. But watch Fargo. Yeah. Reese, I'm glad that we made this part a safe enough space for you to feel like you could say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but no, I. But you can't. <laughs> it's not that you can't. It's that you should. You should. <laughs> she, might, she might be great, guys. I've not, like I said, I've not seen a film with her in well, it. She is. So she might be great. No, she, she is. Sure. Very good. <laughs> I don't think she should win for this, though. But she's very good. She but no, I think, good. yeah, I think Kerry Mulligan. I'd, I'd love to see her win it because her performance in *Promising Young Woman* was so good. Like, just so surprising as well from her. Yeah, like the switches, like you know, going from playing this like really, you know, drunk over the place, like that's just a quick switch, like just so seamlessly into watch us do next like kind of mm. like yeah like almost psychopathic kind of what what is she like a vigilante like a like a weird vigilante it's just so much so much control like, you know over it. and like i said viola davis is great but like i said earlier anyone can learn to lip sync really well so that for me kind of that's why i think Came out and takes it over her because Rami Rami Malek won Best Actor and he didn't lip sync well. I oh. was filming about that. <laughs> should have been, been Shasha Baron Cohen. Should have been. Should have cut a word. Well, if it was Francis McDormand, he wouldn't have watched it. No, I <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Reese. If Francis McDormand was cast as Freddie Mercury, she'd fucking nail it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen. Listen, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, so you know. Don't. don't know either way. <laughs> don't. Uh, have you said your pick, Jack? No, I, I'm... So I, I think Frances McDormand's got a good shout winning, but I don't want her to because she's I, the, she's... I think she's done... She's had better performances in better films. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, she's already got two. Come on, give it a rest. <laughs> have a day off but, yeah put in a put in a shit performance for once Francis <laughs> um, I think this is between Vanessa Kirby and Kerry Mulligan yeah 
Vanessa Kirby's character feels so much more real and it's like such a like a tragic performance. But Carrie Mulligan, I don't know, I would really, really like her to get it, even though I feel like her her performance is less grounded than Vanessa Kirby's. That's just the film she's in though, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no stylized. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I get it. I I think I think um if I think so I think Francis will win, but I'm t- I'm torn between Vanessa Kirby and Kerry Mulligan. I'm leaning more towards Kerry Mulligan to win it. Yeah, but I wouldn't be. Rem- I, yeah, I'd be fine with either of them. Nice. Uh, so next we've got Best Actor. Uh, she's got Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Stephen Yun for Minari, Gary Oldman for Mank, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, and Chadwick Boseman for Marini's Black Bottom. Uh, this. This is such a tough category. I've I mean, sleep it's, <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's a great one when Gary Oldman is nominated, and I'd argue his performance out of those five is the the weakest. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's he's very good in Mank, but I don't these other four, I think, are something else. Um, I think Chadwick will probably take this, and he's great. He's great in my reign. He's black bottom. Um, but obviously, because because he passed, I think this will be as like like a, you know, celebrating his career and all the other work he's done as well. Yeah. Not to say that he doesn't deserve it for this, which he very much does. Uh, but personally, I'd love to see uh, Riz Ahmed win. Um, I don't know if that movie will get. Um, it'll probably win like best the uh, sound categories. Yeah. But I don't imagine it getting a lot, a lot else. Um. He broke my heart in that movie. It, it was so. It was, oh, it was the way he nailed the emotion, but again, it's such a technical performance as well because he's going deaf and he's experiencing that, and he's got to learn new skills. He learned. He learned to drum. He learned American Sign Language, um, and it was just flawless for me. Um, that being said, Anthony Hopkins as well was incredible in the father yeah he really there was a couple of scenes his, in that where i was like, oh, acting chops there <laughs> god yeah just because we've seen him in like you know the last few things we've seen him in like thor where yeah. he's not doing a lot and then yeah he does something like this you're like oh my god yeah he's anthony hopkins yeah he's incredible <laughs> sir yeah, uh, sir anthony hopkins sir anthony hopkins i apologize <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah calvin um yeah, I, I agree. I think Chadwick will take it, but I'd love... Oh, there's so many others. <laughs> to be honest, I'd be happy. The only one I wouldn't be happy with is Gary Oldman winning, even though I think it's a really great performance. Mm. Um, Stephen Young's performance and Riz Ahmed is so... just so real and nuanced. Yeah. And they felt, you know, they really... You really felt for those characters and what they were striving for, like what their goals they were striving for. Yeah. Uh, but then Chadwick Boseman is just like, his performance stands out amongst them because it's such a different performance to the others. It's it's, it's like, he's not trying to uh, be nuanced and in on himself. It's, it's you know, he's electrifying. He, he, he like, yeah. you know, your eyes are glued on him the entire time. He's like fast talking. He never lets you, he steals the scenes. He's never, he's never like letting you, focus on anything else so you're just he's like you just magnetized to him the entire time yeah but then with say like Andy hopkins approaches it the other spectrum but i still felt like he was 
you know, not electrifying that, you know, you still, you were still glued to him the entire mm. time because his performance performance felt so real. And I just love how Anthony Hopkins in that film, uh, like we said about Kerry Mulligan, just kept switching, you know, the bit. I was going to say, he, he's um, just changing all the time when he, as well. When yeah. he meets the, uh, the woman, the nurse. Yeah. Uh, and he's like doing all the tap dancing, joking around with them. And then he just switches and he's mm. immediately menacing. And just, yeah, I just think he did an amazing job in that, in that film. He could play someone who was funny, someone who was uh, happy and dancing, someone who was uh, like really menacing, but then also someone who is literally terrified like, so so terrified and yeah. vulnerable of what they're going through like the last scene just absolutely oh. like breaks you it's, yeah. it's and, and i just i i don't think i've actually seen him act this way like he's no, obviously yeah. an amazing actor but i've never seen him really push the limits mm. this much and really steal like there's not many actors to steal you know, it from in this film but yeah so i yeah i think chadwick will win but i really think annie hopkins gave the strongest performance this year it just resonated so much with me and mm. i wasn't expecting it from it jack um yeah like i said earlier i've lost bloody sleep over this <laughs> um calv has basically covered everything about chadwick Bursman that i had to say um it's just like he's such a good actor and it's such like a huge loss to everyone that like that this is his last film but he gives in a hell of a performance um but yeah it's so different to everyone else's like he's quite obviously playing a character whereas if you told me any of these other actors were playing real people i would just be like yeah yeah i can see that um do I think I would I would like Chadwick to win because I think he was he was such a good actor, like in everything he's been in, and who knows what he would have produced had he not passed. Mm. Um, but then it also happens to be a year where he is going up against such strong performances. Basically, after every film I watched, apart from pr- probably less so with Mank. After every film, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to win. And then I watched the next one. I'm like, oh, he's going to bloody win too. <laughs> give, give them all awards. Yeah, yeah. honestly. if they Except were like, Gary Oldman. Pe- people would be like, <laughs> if they were like, if the Academy were like, we're going we're gonna to give each of them an award, most people would be like, pathetic, cop out. And I'd be like, it's very fair. Just. <laughs> what an incredibly just decision, just and fair from the Academy. Um, oh, yeah, Riz Ahmed was so so good it was heartbreaking like that film at the end when he he's like walking down the street and he sits on that bench and he takes out yeah those, uh, the implants they called implants and he, just the silence as like the silence swept the screen i could have if i was in a less comfortable state i probably would have cried i did <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah steven yun is so he's it's so different from everybody else's it's so um like it goes real i think it goes yeah it goes like quite under the radar i think in comparison to the others yeah he's so nuanced that you've really got to yeah yeah and then anthony like the anthony hopkins i hadn't for the father i hadn't watched the trailer 
I didn't know what it was when you told me. You just said the father was a best picture nom, so I was like, fine, I'll watch it. And yeah, that was abs- the last scene where he's like crying into the nurse's shoulder, saying like he wants his mother and everything. I was, it I was like, me. good God. Yeah. I was like, this is awful. He is so unbelievably good. But again, he's another one who he's he's won Oscars, which doesn't take away from they shouldn't approach it like because he's won, he shouldn't win this one. Because I'd argue mm. this is probably his maybe his greatest ever performance. Yeah, I but from, um yeah, from what I've seen, he he was astounding. Yeah. And I'm I think for me, Gary Oldman is the weakest in this. Not because he's not good, because obviously the man is literally a comedian. Mm. He could play absolutely anybody. But I think because like, he's the... done better as well. He, we yeah. have seen him de- deliver better performances. Yeah, and the film didn't resonate with me like the others. Like I didn't yeah. have that attachment to it afterwards. I could see this going so many different ways. I I would like Chadwick to get it, but then I would also like... Ugh. <laughs> I'd like Riz to get it, and I'd like Anthony to get it as well. If it went to any know. like anyone, like you know, four of them, I'd be I'd be happy. Yeah, so yeah, I'd be happy with it. Yeah, I think my pick. I'm, I think Chadwick is going to win. I think, yeah, to a degree, he should win. But then I reckon Riz Ahmed. I really, I'd really like Riz Ahmed to win. Mm. Riz. Um. Yeah, I think. Chadwick is going to win it because it is like a nice little uh, posthumous thing, but also he deserves it for performances he's put in. And yeah, he is great in that film. Like, right, like with him, Riz Ahmed and Anthony Hopkins, the last scene of all yeah. three of their films are so, so good and so strong. Like, but for me, when I was watching the films, I was like, yeah, uh, Stephen Young's going to win this. He has to win it. And that was until I watched The Father and then I was <laughs> like, it has to be Anthony Hopkins. Because <laughs> he is so good in it. And like, I feel like I'm the opposite to you, James, whereas you cry at most films by the sounds of it. Yeah. Whereas I don't cry very often at films. But I was getting so choked up in our last scene where he's crying for his mother, and I was like, "This is—it's got to be it. He's got to win it because of this." Like, I—I I think, yeah. Again, it's one of those things. Yeah, if any of those people win, they deserve it. Mm. But I, yeah, I think Chadwick will win it. But I'd like to see Anthony take it. Why not? Nice. Uh, so next, next we got best director. Uh, it's got Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mank. Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Um, I think this is going to Chloe Zhao. I think she's got all the momentum. Um, Plus, yes, she directed, she wrote, she co-produced, and she edited it. So I think when people vote for director, yeah, when people, yeah, she's, I mean, she's in, you know, in every aspect of this movie. I think when people vote for Best director, they will take that into consideration, probably. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm going to pick Emerald Fennell for A Promising Young Woman, just because out of these, it had it's, it's got such a signature on it, and it 
such a style and it never apologizes for what it is. And I think she juggled humor and drama so effortlessly in a film that it does have such a serious and dark subject matter. And I think she just pulled that off uh, tremendously. So that's my pick. Jack? Um, yeah, I think Chloe Zhao is probably going to win. Um, out of those, out of those five films, I'd say Nomadland and Mank were my least favourite. Mm, yeah, same. Um, that's not to take away from their direction. I think they they were all very good films, but for me, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon either Emerald Fennel or Lee Isaac Chung. Um, but again, I watched another round today and I've never seen a Thomas Vinterberg film before, but I thought he, like, that film was incredible. It's great, it was great, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And, like, I'm 100% going to watch more of his films. Mm. And that, but I, I do, I think it was better than Minari or Promising Young Woman. It's not. It's not better, better than Minari, I don't think. <laughs> so I'm. I think Chloe Zhao has basically got this in the bag. But I would really like Lee Isaac Chung or Emerald Fennel to get it, which is interesting because they are completely opposed. Like they're opposing ends of the spectrum. Both yeah. those films. Um. So yeah, those are my those are my picks. Calvin. Uh. Yeah, I think Chloe Zhao is going to take it because of how involved she actually is. Like her name is all over it. She's put yeah. her own stamp on it. Uh, Thomas Vinterberg, he is a master of his craft. Every film I've seen is like The Hunt, Festen. He's just so good at creating these just such realistic scenarios. And yeah, uh, David Fincher actually is quite a good shout because I think this is the first time where he's really rich, matured as a director and explored an area of film which he's not really familiar with. We know David Finch is usually more for, uh, w- within sort of the thriller, sort of fast-paced, not fast-paced, but, you know, there's usually again, yeah. an aspect of a thriller there. Mm. But I think for this film, he really... Uh, Subdued, showed, yeah. Yeah, showed that he could do something else. So I'll give him credit for that, but I don't think he's going to win. Um, yeah. Emerald Fennel, that was directed really well. I do think it's easy to say that because it, she did handle the comedy and tragedy really well, but that film is so loud and in your face that it's, it's easier than... Easier to, to spot pick, it, to pick yeah. up To pick up where I think my favourite directed film was Minari, which was directed through like the subtleties. And yeah. it felt like he really had uh, like a relationship with all of the actors and everyone involved in the film to sort of try and band together and achieve what he did. It, it just seems such, it was such an earnest yeah, sort of way to frame a film. The same with Nomadland, but she had, you know, she had more control by the sounds of it. Mm. But yeah, so I think I would love Minari, Lisa, Lee Isaac Chung to win, but I, or Emerald Fennel, but I think Chloe Zhao is going to take this. Uh, Rhys? Uh, yeah, I think I, kind of agree with the general consensus I think Chloe Zhao is going to win but yeah I think I'd like to see Emerald final take it because again I enjoyed uh, what she did with Promising Young Woman so 
Nice. And finally, best picture. So we've got The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Uh, I mean, it's not the one I want, but I think Nomadland has probably got this in the bag. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, it, you reckon? It, it's got the most nominations, hasn't it? Um, and I think uh, definitely if it if it gets best director, um, then I reckon it, uh, it's got this. Uh, again, clearly I'm a promising young woman fanboy, so I that is my pick. Uh, it's the one that stood out to me the most. Um, it's my favorite movie of last year. Uh, it's about half of these really stuck with me after after watching them and half I've just you know not forgotten about but not so present in my mind um so promising young woman is my pick uh second I'd probably go sound of metal Calvin yeah I think actually it's a really strong category this year I I think it probably owes a debt to the pandemic in some way because probably yeah the what we call like Oscar bait films might not have came out so I, when I, I was quite surprised to see these films nominated because they, they're quite on a you know on a smaller level like Minari's A24 who are obviously like develop indie films yeah but yeah I love that all the there's a lot of films in this which frame the character's experience through like a new and interesting way mm-hmm. uh, Sound of Metal does this like you expect to watch a film about a drummer but then, which is obviously so, la- so loud and visceral, but then you get such a peaceful, like when I was watching Sound of Metal, I just found it to be so peaceful. And obviously that's the way it was going with the end of the film. You're like learning not to try and fix things. Find peace with it, yeah. Yeah, and you could find peace with it. And just that, you encapsulated all that in the in the final shot with just the silence. Yeah. Um, yeah, Minari, I think is my favorite film out of these. And even if it doesn't win, I just love to see sort of South Korean influence be in this order two yeah. years in a row. Because yeah, that'd be great. Their, their, their cinema is amazing. Mm. Uh, I so, but I think Nomadland is going to win. I think I think it is the favourite to win, and I can just see it winning. I can see the Academy sort of lapping it up. Even though I do think it's a good film. I mean, these are all good films. Trial of Chicago Seven is not going to win at all. Um, so yeah, I think No Melon's going to win, but I would like Minari to win, but I wouldn't be against Promising Young Woman or S- Sound of Metal mm. winning as well, but I can't see either of those two winning. I could see Minari actually slipping in there somewhere. I could, yeah. Yeah, but I can't, for some reason, I just can't see Sound of Metal winning. I can see Promising Young Woman winning more, but still it's not quite getting there where I can like, it might surprise me, but yeah, no, I think I think... No, my land's gonna win. Yeah, promising young woman's subject matter as well, um, because of the Me Too movement, uh, it is very relevant now, yeah. especially in Hollywood. So I think yeah, but that... I'd say all of I'd say all of all of them are relevant in their yeah yeah of course res- respected in their own ways. fields yeah yeah uh, I forgot to mention as well Nomadland did win best film at the Producers Guild and Golden Globe for best drama. So uh, Reese, um. Yeah, I think Nomadland's probably going to take it. Um, just going off what 
everyone's saying about it, you know, they seem to love it. But I would like to see Judas and the Black Messiah win it. Okay. Like I said, I don't think it will. And I don't think Trial of Chicago 7 will either. Because I think at the moment with everything going on, and the same with Promising Young Woman, with everything going on, I know, you know, you shouldn't bring politics into stuff like this, but I can't help but feel like it does. And yeah. I feel like they, because the subject matter is so real and very relevant and raw at the moment, I can't see them win it because of that. You don't uh, think they'll win because of that? No, because I think that it's almost like there'd be so much, I feel like there'd be so much people kicking off either side that they're just kind of like, they don't want, because like, you know, if they give it to like, Jews of Black Messiah, people are going to be accusing them of being, you know, woke and PC and all that. Whereas I think know, if anything, it that gives the films an advantage. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the Academy recently has been trying to be, well, yeah. it's always been political. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel political. like you guys have more faith than I but, do in that. Yeah. But it is, <laughs> it, it, it is in, political by nature. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah but I don't know, like, obviously if, it, if something like that did win, I'd be really happy about it because they are really important films, really important subject matter. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, don't I think, think it not winning is going to be because of its subject matter though. I think you know, like something like Green Book had, you know, in a similar vein of subject matter, and that's that one best picture. I, I think uh, the, the Academy recently, in the last couple of years, is actually more inclined to favour films that have more of a in, outspoken political edge. If you, yeah, same. If you could say that. No, it's just a, it's just a cynic in me, and <laughs> I just, I, don't, I just don't believe in all these kind of big wig and big kind of corporation things. But no, I think no man that will take it off what people are saying. But yeah, let's see Jews and Black Messiah win it or Promising Young Woman. One of those two. Nice. Jack? Um, I, I don't think Nomadland's going to win, to be honest. No? I, no, it wasn't high up in my rankings of these films. I think I put it out of the eight, I think I put it like sick or something. Um, yeah, it's in the it's in the bottom half of my picks. Yeah, and that's not saying none of these are bad films. That's not to say it's a bad film. I just personally it wasn't for me. I, but I think I think promising young woman is higher up on my list. But I think that's the real outsider. I think if that wins, that's going to be like a fuck. Like I can't believe like like that's that's going to be like a huge thing. I think if it gets. It. If it gets screenplay, then it's got a bigger Maybe. chance. But if it doesn't win screenplay, then I don't think it will get yeah, across like, woman. Best picture. It would be good. It would be yeah. It would be good if it did. But I just don't. I can't see it happening. So for me, um, I'm really torn between Minari and Sound of Metal because I think both had such like a they had a, such an effect on me afterwards. I was just like mm. I was in awe of both of them. Um, I've re- I'm really struggling to f- to say which one is like edging it for me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just to Calvin said Minari, so I'm going to back Sound of Metal. But nice. I would absolutely not. I would I would not be angry if I were <laughs> one. 
They both deserve it. Wouldn't so, scoff. No, I'd be no. perfectly happy with either. And again, another like, if the father swept in, I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with most of them, except for like, I'd be I'd be shook to my core if Trial of the Chicago Seven won this. <laughs> I, ca- I cannot cannot see that happening at all. She'd be for that movie. Just, it's just, it's just, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just bloody fine, wasn't it? <laughs> long, I thought it was man. really good. I feel like it was a bit long. I really liked it, but it has yeah, been overshadowed. I think I've because I've, no. I've seen it twice, so I think watching it the second time, I've only watched it once. It was one of those things where I was like, "God, this is uh, this is good," but it's not. It definitely benefited from only one watch, right? <laughs> Whereas I think. Minari and Sound of Metal would only for me get better. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna back I'm gonna back Sound of Metal for this one. Cool. And that's the show, guys. Thanks for sticking with us through our 2021 Oscar predictions. Let us know in the YouTube comments below your pick for each award. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Keeping It Real UK. From there, you can find links to our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Please like, rate, and subscribe where you can. We'll see you again on Monday for our review of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series finale. Until then, please share this around if you enjoy and keep it real.